Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zenke. How are you doing today, Carter? I'm great. Just happy to be back. Well, thank you for being back. It's been a few weeks, but we're always happy to have you. Let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Patrick. Hello, my name is Patrick, and I, I think I'm supposed to tell you what kind of tea I'm drinking. Is that, is that correct? So this yep. is a custom blend called Celtic Sunrise. Very oh, good. Interesting. Is it good? Delicious. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here, Patrick. And we also have Evan. Hi, I'm Evan, and um, I'm drinking a gunpowder green tea with lavender honey. Hmm, interesting. Well, thank you both for being here today. As with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Yes, so round one is our first uh, multiple choice round, consisting of general knowledge questions, where each one is worth 10 points. Um, since it's multiple choice, please just choose the answer that you think is correct. All righty, Patrick, you are up first. Are you ready? Totally. All righty. Question one. What song from The Sound of Music was not added for the film version? A, Something Good, B, I Have Confidence, or C, The Lonely Goatherd? A. No, it was actually C, The Lonely Goatherd. Um, the other two songs, <laughs> the other two songs were written for the film version. Um, and then there were three songs from the original Broadway production, An Ordinary Couple, How Can Love Survive, and No Way to Stop It, that were cut from the film. All right. Question two. What temperature, commonly, commonly used in biological studies, corresponds to body temperature in Celsius? A, 42, B, 37, or C, 33? Is this me still? I'm sorry, or is this Evan? Yep, nope, this is you. Oh, oh man. It's, I'm going to say C. Uh, it was actually B, 37. Um, it's approximately, <laughs> it's approximately 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Question three. In 1902, architect Imre Steindl finished work on the parliament building of what Eastern European country centered in the Carpathian Basin? A, Romania, B, Hungary, or C, Slovakia? Well, since I am this one, I got to say be hungry. That's correct. Yeah! <laughs> the, the building has been the largest in the country ever since its completion. Cool. Question four. In The Odyssey, Odysseus spends seven years living with what sea nymph who promised him immortality? A, Polyphemus, B, Calypso, or C, Scylla? Mm, I should know this. I'm going to say C. Uh, no, it's actually B, Calypso. Yeah. And finally, question five. How many U.S. state capitals are the most populous cities in their state? A, 17, B, 27, or C, 37? The trend seems to be B, so I'm going with B. Uh, this time it was actually A, 17. Why do you yeah. why do you hate me, Matthew? Well, <laughs> this hurts my feelings. Well, uh, I'm I hope that you'll get some of your later questions right. Um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Evan, are you ready for your five questions? Absolutely. Okay. Question one: What is the most abundant element in the air? 
A. Nitrogen, B. Oxygen, or C. Argon? I'm going to go with A, despite it being, uh, despite I know that we drink, uh, we breathe oxygen. I feel like that's only a small part of the, the atmosphere. You're correct. It is A. Nitrogen makes up 78% yeah. of air. Oxygen is 21%, and argon makes up about 0.93%. Question two. Besides Wii Sports Resort, what was the highest selling game on the Wii console? Oh, I'm sorry. Besides Wii Sports, what was the highest selling game on the Wii console? A. Wii Sports Resort, B. Mario Kart Wii, or C. New Super Mario Brothers? Was that, was that a Freudian slip in the questioning? That line of questioning. <laughs> I, I don't think you should draw any conclusions from anything that I do. Okay. Could I, uh, I hear the answers one more time? Yeah. A, Wii Sports Resort, B, Mario Kart Wii, or C, New Super, New Super Mario Brothers? I am going to guess Mario Kart Wii because Mario Kart is super, super popular. That is correct. It is uh, as of March 2020, it had sold 37.38 million copies. Wii Sports Resort was second, 33.14 million, and Super Mario Brothers, 30.32 million. Question three: Which of the following NFL teams has never appeared in the Super Bowl? A. The Buffalo Bills. B. The New York Jets. Or C. The Detroit Lions. This is so not my area of expertise um, whatsoever, but um, I'm going to go with A. Uh, no, it was actually C, the Detroit Lions. The Lions have never appeared in the Super Bowl. They've appeared in one NFC Championship game, and that was in 1991. The Lions were the first team to go 0-16 in 2008, um, though since the Cleveland Browns also share that honor of having a winless season. Yeah. The poor Browns. Yeah. Question four. The region of Carpathian Rus, once the westernmost portion of Czechoslovakia, was broken off and annexed to what country, then a Soviet Republic, in 1946? A. Belarus, B. Ukraine, or C. Lithuania? Ah, uh, I'm going to go with B. That's correct. It was the Ukraine. Nice. Uh, and finally, question five. The Vanderbilt family built summer cottages in what New England town? A, Portland, Maine, B, Newport, Rhode Island, or C, Portsmouth, New Hampshire? Uh, is this like the Vanderbilt University Vanderbilts? Uh, uh, presumably, yeah. Okay, right on. Um, <laughs> the, the other not that that helps whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but Vanderbilt University, by the way, is in Nashville, so not in New England. Yeah, I, I, fig I figured. I just was like, it's yeah. not, not, not going to help whatsoever. I just was curious. No. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Rhode Island. Which one was that? That was B, and that is correct. B. Newport, Rhode, oh, no. Rhode Island. You're killing me, Evan. <laughs> Have pity. The, the grandest of these summer cottages is the Breakers, which has 62,482 62, square feet of living space over five floors. That's insane. I'm sorry, That's and it's too. called a summer cottage. Um. Uh. Yes. That's what they call. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's that's a normal cottage size. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cottage core. So cottage core. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's like a dozen of them like all in a row there in Newport. It's ridiculous. Crazy. Need to go back there. Well, that's the end of round one. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? 
Uh, Patrick has 10 points and Evan has four times that many, 40. Before we get to our weekly audience question, I just want to put in a quick program note. Starting November 10th, we will be having our big end-of-year tournament, and everyone who has competed on Trivia Over Tea since February 3rd, our first episode, is eligible for the tournament. And what we're going to do is we're going to take our top eight scorers from the whole year, um, now, Matthew Brown and Sophie Wolbert, who placed first and second in our mid-year tournament, they receive automatic bids into our end-of-year tournament. And so then we'll have six other people who will represent a wide swath of episodes throughout the year. So November 10th, we will start that. So be on the lookout for more information as that time draws nearer. Alrighty, so for last week's audience question we had. Margaret Thatcher, who was born on October 13th, 1925, became known by what nickname for her on for her uncompromising politics and leadership style? And the answer to that is the Iron Lady. Soviet journalist Yuri Gavrilov wrote an article about her in 1976, three years before Thatcher would become prime minister, which bore the title translated into English, Quote, Iron Lady Wields Threats. So there you have it. And so for this week's audience question, this week, Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals scored his 732nd goal, passing Marcel Dion as fifth all-time in goals in NHL history. At the time of Dion's retirement in 1989, who was the only person with more goals than him? So have a think about that, send me your answers, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Uh, yes, round two is a little bit like round one, but now our questions are open-ended. Each of you will get five questions on the same topic, and questions here will be worth 20 points each. Another twist is that if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for half points, or 10 in this case. Alrighty. So Patrick, your topic um, is going to be a famous birthday from October 20th, which is the date that this podcast is being released. And it just so happens that October 20th is the birthday of the vice president, Kamala Harris. So uh, your questions will be about Vice President Kamala Harris. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Question one. Though born in Oakland, California, Harris graduated high school in what Canadian province where her mother accepted a research and teaching teaching position at a hospital affiliated with McGill University. That's in Montreal, Quebec. Sorry. Uh, that's that correct. One. Yep, that one. Uh, she graduated from Westmount High School near Montreal and previously attended a French-speaking primary school, Notre Dame de Nièges. Bless you. Thank you. Question two: Before becoming a U.S. senator, Harris served in what state position? under Governor Jerry Brown from 2011 to 2017. Oh, was it like state prosecution along those lines? Something along those lines. Like that, What's yes. it called? You got me. <laughs> okay. Evan? Is it Attorney General? Attorney General of California. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was the first woman to hold that position. Question three, 
Harris was elected to the U.S. Senate in 2016, succeeding what former California senator who had served since 1993? Um, I, um, unsure, but I do know Arnold Schwarzenegger lives in California. So <laughs> let's say Arnold. Uh, no, it was not Arnold. Uh, Evan, do you know? No, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> okay. This was Barbara Boxer. And despite her 24 years in the Senate, Boxer was still the junior senator from California when she left office because Dianne Feinstein was elected on the same ballot as Boxer in 92, but she won a special election, which made her eligible to assume office immediately doing so on November 4th, 1992. Boxer was sworn in with the rest of the newly elected senators on January 3rd, 1993. Question four. As senator, Harris gained nationwide attention for her intense questioning of what Supreme Court nominee in 2018. Was it old Kavanaugh? That's correct, Brett Kavanaugh. And finally, question five. Harris is married to whom? The first second gentleman of the United States. It's not me. So <laughs> um I I can't even think of a name. Like some some guy had that that guy. That guy? Okay. That guy. Well I don't think I can accept that as an answer. Um Evan? Yeah, I, I'm drawing an absolute blank. I, I don't know anything it's not, about It's not Evan either. So. It, no, it's, I don't believe it's Evan either. Um, <laughs> uh, no, the answer is Doug Emhoff. They met on a blind date oh, in 2013. Oh, Doug. I know Doug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they met on a blind date in 2013, and they were married in 2014. Alrighty, right. Evan, for your five questions, you're also going to get a famous October 20th birthday. Your, per your person is actor John Krasinski. So, are you ready? Sure. Okay. Question one. Krasinski is perhaps best known for playing what role on The Office? Jim. That's correct, Jim Halpert. He appeared in 201 episodes from 20, uh, 2005 to 2013. Question two. Krasinski's character on The Office was involved with and eventually married his co-worker, Pam Beasley, paid by, played by what actress? Oh, I was just like literally just listening or like just thinking about a podcast that she was on and I am blanking on her name now. Okay. I, I feel like it's Jenna, but I don't remember exactly. <laughs> okay. Patrick. <laughs> Is it Jenna Fisher? It's Jenna Fisher. Yeah. You're close. Mm -hmm. I also had a, I had a hard time coming up with her name as I was writing this, uh, late last night, actually. Uh, Question three. Krasinski went to high school with BJ Novak, who played what character on The Office? Did he play Ryan? He was Ryan Howard. They graduated from Newton South High School in Newton, Massachusetts in 1997. Question four. Before entering college, Krasinski saved a woman's life from drowning at Manuel Antonio National Park in what Central American nation? Um... Okay, so Central American nation, would it, could it possibly have been Guatemala? Not that one. Patrick? Honduras? No, you needed to keep going a little bit further down. It was Costa Rica. Um, he was okay. there teaching English as a foreign language. And finally, question five. Krasinski is married to what British act actress whose film credits, credits include the title character in The Young Victoria, and the baker's wife in Into the Woods. Um, oh, 
I feel like I've seen stuff about it. Like, like I always see like memes about them online. And I just, is it, is it Heidi Klum? No, it's not her. Patrick? I don't know. And the fun part is, is I ran into them in a Borders in Ann Arbor. Yeah, it was the most random thing ever. I looked over, I'm like, is that John Krasinski? And then his wife, I, 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 Kate something? No. No? Okay, that I don't remember. Was Emily Blunt. Uh, oh okay yeah they married (laughs) they married in 2010 and they have two children together well that's the end of round two so carter can you please give us a score update oh we have a a narrowing lead with patrick at 60 points and evan at 90 all righty now it is time for round three so carter can you please explain the rules uh, round three is really a lot like round two, but now the stakes are slightly higher. Um, each question here is worth 30 points. And if you go wrong, you're putting an answer for half that many or 15. All righty, Patrick, are you ready for your five questions? Sure am. Question one, what interstate highway exists in 10 discontinuous segments from Port Huron, Michigan to Rosenberg, Rosenberg, Texas, the longest of which connects its northern terminus with Evansville, Indiana, by way of Indianapolis? This is 69? I-69. Because I was just on that today. (laughs) Question two. What current Major League Baseball franchise moved to its current city in 1961 from D.C., where they had been the Washington Senators since 1901? Can I ask what state? Are they in Washington now? Uh, Well, I... I, There's... um, (laughs) They're, I'll, okay, I'll give you that they're not in the state of Washington right now, um, but I'm, I'm talking about wa- from Washington, D.C., so to another place. Oh, God. Um, I'm not a baseball person. Um, the, the Angels? Is that a team? Uh, that is a team. They're, uh, they're close by me, but uh, it's the wrong team. Um, Evan, do you know? I have absolutely no idea about anything baseball. <laughs> okay. You want to guess a random baseball team though? Uh, how about um, the Orioles? No, it was not the Orioles. I believe they were the St. Louis Browns um, before they moved to Baltimore a um, long time ago. Uh, this is the Minnesota Twins. And when the that Senators. Is quite a hop. Yes. Uh, and when the Senators moved to. Uh, to the Twin Cities, uh, DC was awarded an expansion franchise, um, which were called the Senators as well. And then they moved to Texas and became the Rangers in 1972. And then DC was without a baseball team until 2005 when the Montreal Expos moved there and became the Nationals. What? All yeah. right. I know. Go Nats, even though they suck. Anyway, question three. Which nation in the heart of Europe and the Alps, famed for its banks, yodeling, and home to four languages, was neutral in both world wars and officially unaligned in the Cold War as well. Switzerland. That's correct. Their four official languages are French, German, Italian, and Romanche. Question four. According to lore, Flash Flanagan was the primary designer and painter that gave what iconic van used by Scooby-Doo and Friends its signature appearance? The van's name? Yeah, what's the name of the van? The mystery machine, dude. Uh, that's correct. Uh, the van originally belonged to the pop band, <laughs> like the, Zoinks, yeah. the Mystery Kids, which Flanagan was a part of. 
It eventually found its way to Fred after the band broke up. And finally, question five. On October 20th, 1955, J.R.R. Tolkien published what last installment of the Lord of the Rings trilogy? The Return of the King. That's correct. Come at me. That's my stomping grounds. I'm, I, I thought you might be into that. All righty. I'll, I'll let you uh, figure out what you think it means. Evan, are you ready for your five questions? I sure am. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway originating in Delaware crosses the Delaware Memorial Bridge and then parallels the New Jersey Turnpike through the New Jersey suburbs of Philadelphia to near Trenton? I-95? No, it's not I-95. Wait, you said, okay, never mind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Patrick? I misunderstood, but okay. <laughs> I-81. No, it was I-295. Oh. Yeah, 95 crosses um, the yeah. Delaware north of Philadelphia. Question two. Too many, too many near here. <laughs> yeah. Question two. What element forms table salt when combined with sodium, but is also a toxic gas? Chlorine. That's correct. Chlorine is a very versatile element, as seen by the fact that it can help form something as ubiquitous as salt or extremely toxic. It's also what makes your paper white and the ingredient in bleach that gets rid of stains. Hmm. Question three. The island district of Chongming makes up the northernmost portion of what most populous city in China? That is a really good question. Uh, <laughs> I do not know exactly. Um, I wouldn't imagine that Beijing is the most populous city, but... That's my guess. Okay, let's not Beijing. <laughs> uh, Patrick? It's Shanghai. Shanghai. Yeah, Beijing is second. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Question four. In 2010, Julia Gillard became the first and thus far only female prime minister of what country? Um, ooh. Is, is that um, New Zealand? No. Patrick? That's... What's her name one more time? Julia Gillard. Some Eastern European country. Um, unsure. Let's say the Ukraine. No, Evan, you were really close. It was Australia. Oh, yeah. no. She won the Labor Party leadership election after the previous prime minister, Kevin Rudd, lost support of his party. And she led the Labor Party through the 2010 election, which saw them form a, a minority government. And she lost a leadership election to Kevin Rudd in 2013, ending her stint as prime minister. And finally, question five. What opera by Giuseppe Verdi was premiered in 1887, 15 years after his most recent new opera, Aida? Oh, man. You're asking me about the, the composer I don't sing regularly and don't know nearly anything about. Um, it was after Aida. I truly don't know. Okay. You don't want to take a guess? I, I'm like coming up blank. Okay. Patrick? Is it Macbeth? No, it's the other Shakespeare tragedy, Othello. 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 And the, the three main roles in that opera, Othello, Desdemona, and Iago, are among the most vocally and dramatically demanding in all the Verdi repertoire. And Verdi would write one more opera, Falstaff, which premiered in 1893. 
Well, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? I think we have a lead change with Patrick at 195 and Evan at 120. Amen for the end. <laughs> Alrighty, now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Round four is our showdown in which each question is worth 40 points. You'll get three of them, the same question each. We'll ask you to write down or otherwise make note of your answers in this case. Okay. Um, Patrick, Evan, are you ready for yes, the sir. three questions? Let's okay. Do it. Question one. In 1777, George Washington ordered his troops receive vaccination against what virus, which was running rampant through his ranks? Do we have answers, guesses? Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can go first. Okay. Evan, what 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 is your answer? I I wrote yellow fever. <laughs> Patrick. I, I would say it can't be smallpox because like most of those people were immune to that crap. Um yeah, I, I would say like yellow fever or something along those lines, but I don't know. What what what's your what's your answer? Same as Evan, I guess. Okay. Well, the answer was smallpox. Oh, son of a... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I should have just went with my gut. You should have gone with your gut, yeah. Oh, that's so brutal. That'd be terrible. Yeah, we're fighting a war and I got smallpox too. Everything hurts. (laughs) Um, According to the Library of Congress... At the time, the practice of infecting the uh, the individual with a less deadly form of the disease was widespread throughout Europe. Most British troops were immune to um, variola, which was the medical name for smallpox, giving them an enormous advantage against vulnerable um, colonial troops. Conversely, the history of inoculation in America, pocked by the fear of the contamination potential of the process, um, such fears led the Continental Congress to issue a proclamation in 1776 prohibiting surgeons of the army to inoculate. Weighing the risks, on February 5th, 1777, Washington finally committed to the unpopular policy of mass inoculation by writing to inform Congress of his plan. And throughout the month, Washington, with no precedent for the operation he was about to undertake, covertly communicated to his commanding troops, um, excuse me, to his commanding officers, orders to oversee mass inoculations of their troops. Variola raged throughout the war, yet the isolated infections that sprung up among Continental regulars during the Southern campaign failed to incapacitate a single regiment thanks to the vaccine. So there you go. Vaccines work. I know. I know. Uh, it, I wouldn't have thought. Bunk, man. I... Yeah. Wow. Question two. What is the only mammal that is capable of true flight? It's not me. I can tell you that. <laughs> What are we defining as true flight? Like, what do you mean? Like, actually, like, like the ability to actually fly. Okay. Superman, isn't it? Um, the, uh, Superman is not the answer. That um, I'm, that's not. I'm, I'm not saying. No, that's I know my that's answer. not your I'm answer. I'm not. I, I'm not. <laughs> I was just helping. I was just giving you a hint to help you eliminate that. Uh, oh, that potential well, that, answer. Thanks. You you took that thought out of my head. Now, now I mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Hmm. Do we have guesses? I'm like second guessing myself, I guess, is, is, the, is the real issue here. Mm. <laughs> can, can I ask where the, an- the animal lives? Um, 
I, th I think that will give it away if I tell you where the animal lives. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is a round four question. It's supposed to be hard. I mean, all the questions have been hard. I, I'm surprised I'm in the lead right now. <laughs> but hard in a, uh, you know, hard is it like because it's psychologically, it's actually a simple answer, but I like it's setting me up to second guess myself. Is that? Well, now you're acting like it's a simple answer. About? Now I feel stupid. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an animal that that everybody's heard of. It, it's not like a you know one of those like obscure things. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna make a fool of myself by saying this, but is it birds? Um, Patrick. I mean, those aren't. Now I just feel stupid because that's that's are mammals, you goober. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I, you know. <laughs> uh, oh God, I I don't have an answer. I. <laughs> okay, um, well, birds are not mammals. Uh, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. That's that. why I was second guessing myself. I'm like, uh, they're definitely not mammals. <laughs> yeah, the answer is bats. Oh my God. You know why? I think it's because they're like a nuisance in in most situations. Because they're obviously because COVID and Ebola. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> why nobody cares about you? <laughs> Put well, you see, out of my mind for those reasons. Well, and and see if I had if I had said that that the animal lives in a cave, that would have been a dead giveaway. I feel like you're not wrong. Yeah, but they. I feel like they live in trees and stuff too. You know, like around here. I, I guess I should have been more specific. I was going to ask what like continent they're located on. Oh. Yeah, I should have just been everywhere. more specific in my question. So. <laughs> okay. Bats are everywhere. Uh, it, he could have said anywhere then, and I would still been like, oh, I'm dumb and don't know this. <laughs> and I'm dumb and didn't know bats. So. <laughs> well, bats are the only mammal that are able to truly fly. Sugar gliders, flying squirrels, and flying lemurs all use mechanisms known as gliding or parachuting, which is different from powered or true flight. Yeah. Falling in style, if you will. Exactly. What's that from? Toy Story. Oh, it's a Toy That's Story. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I knew that. I was like, I recognize. Buzz, that. you're flying. Oh, I'm falling in style. Uh, and finally, question three: the term "band of brothers." was made famous in the St. Crispin's Day speech of what Shakespeare play? My favorite one. Duh. <laughs> <clears throat> Am I still going first? Is that better? <laughs> Who, whoever... You know this one? Because I don't. <laughs> I, I'm going to take a, a guess with one of the many Shakespeare names there are. <laughs> so hey, I'm going to say Twelfth Night. Okay. Patrick? Phantom of the Opera by Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm the worst. And poor Carter's like, God, these dudes are idiots, man. They're like the dumbest people that have been on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, I don't believe that Phantom of the Opera was written by um, one William Shakespeare. Uh, Twelfth Night was, but it's not the correct, not not the uh, not the correct play. Oh well. This was Henry V. Ah, yeah, remember it well. That famous. Uh, I told you it was my favorite. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you probably liked the uh, film version with Kenneth Branagh as the the title character. Definitely the saw it. Shakespeare I saw was King Lear, and it was savage. Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so um, the title character, Henry V, gives this St. Crispin's Day speech to rally the English forces on the eve of the Battle of Agincourt, in which they were vastly outnumbered by the French forces. And the quote is, but we in it shall be remembered, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. So Battle of Agincourt was crazy. That's when England actually like successfully took France. Yep. Well, that's the end of the game. So Carter, can you please tell us the final score? As it usually does after round four, our score remains unchanged. <laughs> Patrick has 195 and Evan has 120. Well, congratulations, Patrick. You have won. Is there anything that you would like to say? I'd like to thank Evan for being a goober, and that's it. <laughs> know, this is fun. Well, and it makes me feel like a total goober because I was like, I don't really know any answers. So <laughs> no, but you did well. One one ninety five is a really good score. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Patrick and Evan, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. Uh, today's questions were written by Sophie Wolbert, Caitlin Fick, Lucas Hauser, Matthew Hauser, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea. I believe we may be getting a Twitter account. That's my brother's domain. I don't know. So we'll update you on that next week. Feel free to message us on any of these platforms if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.